Hey guys, in this episode, we spend a few minutes talking about the current news surrounding the behavior of a few of the men in Hollywood that are connected to the fandomverse. We don't go into any graphic details, but if you have little ones listening with you, you may want to switch to headphones. Welcome to the Fandom Podcast, episode 141. This is the show that brings together geeks and nerds from across the fandomverse to analyze the news and discuss your favorite TV, movies, comics, and books. This is our weekly news roundup, and if you're looking for discussion, head down into the future a couple days. But first, he's legendary anchorman, Nick English. You stay classy, fandomverse. And we have our ESPN8, the Ocho correspondent, Jeff Dumas. Still need a better one of those. But hey, maybe I'll watch Dodgeball and actually figure something snappy to say. (laughs) Thanks, Cotton. That's really, really, that's all you have to say. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess that's com- right. That's Jason Bateman's... Anyway. And coming to you live from the Fandiverse, I am Brandon Ushio. All right, guys, so we are week two of our experiment where we're going to be doing the shorter news episode here. Uh, if you listen to our first 140 or so episodes, the, you find that the discussion's a little meandering and rambling, and <laughs> we decided to cut it down. Meandering and lengthy little- discussion. Length of discussion. That's how they say it. Yeah. If if you don't know, uh, you should check out Protagonist Podcast. They have a little disclaimer on, oh, I think, probably their first 140 or so episodes. I think, did they drop it recently? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, this sounds mean, but I haven't listened to one in a while because I haven't wanted the story spoiled for me. <laughs> it's like, oh, they did Murder on the Orient Express, but I kind of want to see that movie. So I'm going to skip this one for now. I saw that movie. I recommend it. You saw two movies the same month they came out? Wow. It, it's it been a while. <laughs> um, and with your your wife, but, with, was, I wasn't with you for either of them. This is a new record. I know, and that, I know, that's what's so weird about this. <laughs> but anyway, so I'll give a quick review. It was no beautifully, beautifully shot, like amazing, beautiful sets, beautiful costumes. The pace was really good. But I feel like if you know the ending of the movie, then it'll just be kind of like, okay, 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 okay. But if you don't, then it is really a great, fun story. A good twist. Yeah. Well, not even a twist. I mean, it's just a good murder mystery. And it's really fun. And the way that it's portrayed, like you kind of get why Agatha Christie was such a genius and why all these characters are so beloved. So, I mean, I I really loved it. I I, Let I feel me ask it was you this: I, I I don't know if it's uh, I don't know if it's a if it's something that I can say without spoiling spoiling. So I may cut this part out. So I have seen the Murder on the Orient Express and like nine billion other stories because it was so amazing when it came out that everyone was like, "That's a good idea. Let's let's steal that one." Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think it would be? Do, do you think the movie would still be enjoyable, or does it just feel like, "Oh yeah, that I've seen that before." I think it will be enjoyable if you don't go to it expecting to have that moment. Like if you just enjoy it for like the journey of getting there, then you'll be fine. But if you want to have that like OMG moment, you're not going to have it. All right. All right. So I, that's all I'm going to say without, without spoiling anything. So with that, why don't we jump into the news sponsored by you. Head over to patreon.com slash fandom podcast to find out more. We have some news about Doctor Who. I'm kind of excited about this. Oh, my heavens. All right. So we got our first look at the new outfit for Jodie Whittaker. She 
Okay, so here's here's the here's the deal. We've seen her in a hoodie and stuff like that, and everyone was like, "Oh, that kind of looks like Peter Capaldi's hoodie." So we're assuming and... that that first video was fresh off the regeneration, right? Right, right, just right off the regeneration, because the new f- photo that came out shows her wearing like some blue. I, I'm not a fashion guy. Blue pants. I'm going to call them blue pants. I would say gaucho pants, but that's not like I don't know. They kind of flare yeah. out at the yeah. bottom. And they're like straight legged, but flowy. I don't know. Yeah, and they uh, they're being held up by. Uh, they call them bracers. I would call them suspenders. Oh, they're absolutely and, suspenders. And, and if you think about it, it's like okay, on. like every doctor has their little thing, right? Suspenders haven't been a thing really yet. I mean, um, well, uh, Peter Davison, Matt Smith wore them, but like, like that can be her bow tie. Suspenders you know, are cool now, or her sunglasses. Or, I kind of, you know, I think it'd be funny if she Sam ran shoes. into one of Matt Smith's companions and she's like, oh, and the, the companion's like, oh, uh, suspenders are cool now, I guess. And she just goes, what are you talking about? No, they're, they're functional. They're not cool. <laughs> and just completely shooting down everything. The thing that I love is her shoes, like her little her boots. Like, I don't know why. I just think they look great. Um, I like that it's a little like off. Because, I mean, the doctor's off, right? Like, all of his costumes, like, the only one that was kind of, like, not was nine, right? Yeah, just At least in my coat. opinion. He just had a leather jacket. But, like, I like that it's a little off and that there's little nods to doctors in the in the way that it looks. Right, so, like, she's got a bunch of stripes across her shirt that are very reminiscent of Tom Baker's yeah. Garf. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. Uh, the the coat is uh, very like, oh. Tennant. So John Barrowman in an interview said that he and David Tennant would call their coats their hero coats because as you run, they flap in the wind behind you, so they're kind of <laughs> like a cape. And so that's why they would always be running is because it would give you that great visual with the coat. And so she's got her hero coat on, but it's a khaki color, which is kind of like the Peter Davison coat. Uh, Peter Davison cricket uniform colors that he would wear. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I like it. I To me, the clothes are never what the doctor has been, but there are some people who are freaking out about this. Well, uh, and you Jeff, know, what do you, those clothes can change fast. Uh, I mean, they could change. What? Like, look at Capaldi. He had a business attire. and He, he was a very professional war suit and then quickly realized this isn't who this doctor is. And he started wearing hoodies and whatnot. So it's, you know. Or and like Matt Smith, shirts. <laughs> you know, like Matt Smith, he is, he still wore the same clothes, bow ties and button up shirts and overcoats, but he started wearing purple instead of gray, you know, clothes will change. They'll, they could change. This could be a one episode, one off episode and the new companion can be like, yeah, I don't like it. And they could change. Yeah. As they figure out who she is and what kind of doctor she is, because I feel like every doctor, nobody likes for the first season because it's like, not oh, the last this doctor. doctor not not the same as the last one. Yeah, it's like I said um, in the last epi- in the Lost Doctor Who episode. Um, this doctor is going to go through every struggle all the male doctors had of I don't like this doctor because they're not the previous doctor. There's going to be a time frame of I hate her. She's not the last doctor. Okay, she's growing on me. I love her. Why does she have to leave? I hate the new person. You know, there's always the the Doctor Who cycle. It's kind yeah. It's the Doctor Who cycle. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know what? I mean, here's the thing. Like you said, Capaldi had his magician outfit, and he had his uh, shotgun 
shelled t-shirt that he would wear and she's going to have she's going to have more outfits than this but you know who's not going to have multiple outfits the tardis because the tardis made some changes in this picture as well this is pretty intense like that was the thing that i noticed even more so well i mean i noticed the outfits but i was i keyed in on the tardis because i'm like there always is a change and there are some significant things so i only briefly glanced at this picture in the past now i'm looking at it and i had no idea they of, of the big significant nick you go ahead and talk about it you Okay, so there's a few things. The the one glaring thing is that now the, you know, the sign is black with white writing instead of white with black writing, which is cool. Like it looks good. Um it's much more muted and beat up, so it's more like like the War Doctor or like the original like ninth and 10th. They had uh, a TARDIS that was more like scuffed up. Um, the other thing that's really like kind of odd is that the windows are not so. So normally, well, the new in the new TARDIS, the two bottom windows in each window, so they're separated into six sections each window, and the bottom two on the outside corners were painted. So, so it kind of made a T look. Yeah, so it would have a T. Yeah, and this one doesn't have that. Um, the the was it the Mary Saint logo or whatever? There's, the Saint John. There's uh, Saint the John. Saint John's. Yeah, the Saint John logo on. is not on there. There's also some funny stuff with the corners of the TARDIS, like the top, um, like where where the the top goes across. There's just a little bit of a design difference, and then also the light looks a little different on the top of it. <laughs> so I mean, they they definitely did some work to it, and they made it different. Um, which I think is great. Like I think it's awesome. Every doctor has a little bit different of a TARDIS. Um, you know, I heard that there was something about the handles, but I can't figure out. I I don't know what it is. <laughs> Somebody compared the new Doctor's look to Robin Williams on Mork and Mindy. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. I could I could see that he's got the the stripes and the suspenders and or not the stripes, but the shirt and the suspenders. I think that this quirky costume is just perfect. Like I, it makes me think that. She's not going to be completely serious. She's going to be a little off, which I love. Like, I want that. I want her to just be a little bonkers. Um, And it's also the perfect cosplay. Like, this is not going to be hard. And I know a bunch of people that are chomping at the bit. They're like, man, I don't have to, you know, do much. And you can can achieve this. And I guarantee you there's a lot of t-shirt companies out there creating a, a striped blue shirt right now <laughs> is that shirt blue yeah yeah it's blue and then it's got kind of a rainbow oh hey there's the two tardises compared yeah i saw a uh, joke from from somebody saying not only did they compare mork and mindy but they also compared the stripes on her shirt to the stripes on wesley crusher's shirt <laughs> yes that's an, yeah. uh, so another thing i just noticed in this side by side the door for the phone looks like it opens the other direction like the handle, like in the oh, on the oh, old. Maybe yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. they were talking about. Yeah. The handle, because I heard, I thought I heard Next somebody to talking. The, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it opens from the the left outside right. of the outside in instead of inside out. Huh. Okay, so so here here I am. I'm you know I I'm a Whovian. I love this stuff. I love the change of Doctor Who because that's what that's what Doctor Who is. It's constantly about change. And here's my cynical Brandon worldview on things. You know what I? You know why I think they changed the TARDIS? merchandising 
merchandising. No I, no, I guarantee you that's why. I mean, that's well, why I mean, my first they thought, want to sell more TARDISes. My first thought when I saw that sign that says that's black with white writing, I thought, I have a sign on my wall that has the free to public. It's a tin sign and it's white with black. Now I have to either get another one or be wrong. <laughs> or you can just say that that's, you know, yeah, X Doctor you know, that hey, you I just love. Realized we have like video. Cap- nah, I'm not going to do it. Never mind. It's not worth the trouble. So the other thing I didn't notice uh, that I'm looking now is that she's got festive socks on, which I like too, because I like to wear the police color socks. box thing is smaller. Like I'm just looking at this one page and police box yeah, goes well, from side to side and this one is indent- indented a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's, the, the police box is changing and it's the white on black instead of the black on white. No, that's always been black um, on white. Has it always been that way? Maybe okay, I guess. The, and in the on the just the link that I clicked on that you posted, it's the on the side by side they have is the font is a bit different, but it's been it's black with white writing. And uh, okay, looking at a toy TARDIS I got for my birthday because I'm awesome like that. Yeah, it's black with white writing. Okay, okay, right, maybe so you're wrong. I am wrong. You know what I'm not wrong about though, and what I'm really interested to see. So if you look really close at Jodie Whittaker's ear. Her piercing, she's got a piercing on the top of her left ear, but Ooh, the way her hair is does. done on her uh, on the right side, you can't see that ear at the top of that ear. <gasps> she so only has one ear. She's she she's Van Gogh. Van, she she took that from Van Gogh so that she would remember. <laughs> Jeez, that's funny. <laughs> All right, oh, yeah, wide cut high waters. I looked it up. That's what they call the pants. Oh, good. We're worried. You know, I'm looking at a close up of the of the. I love TARDIS, the stripe but... at. I love the stripe at the bottom of her coat too. Like it just adds. Wow, we're getting yeah. into the fashion, fashion cast. So, well, I'm just going to say this. This well, coat reminds me. The more I look at this coat, the more it reminds me of, of Peter Davison. It really does. It's got. Well, some it's got. It's got, it. it's got the got... rainbow stripes on the inside lining too. I didn't notice that either. See, those are the details that BBC is making. Ha! Huh? So now you have to come to buy your coats from us if you want to be authentic. Right, because they will, they'll be able to be like, well, you don't have the stripes, and if you put the stripes on there, we're suing you for copyright infringement. No, if any, no, if anything, cosplay is free advertising. Her no, boots match if, the if, stripe. If, if somebody Whoa. were to, oh, if somebody were to go and to start selling a bunch oh, of, oh, from that perspective, yeah, you're right. Start selling a bunch of those jackets. See, for some reason, and... I thought you meant like someone from the BBC is going to walk around Comic Con saying, "Oh, that's our character. Give us money." Like, no, like that's not. I think that. I thought well, you were that's been threatened by a couple people actually. Actually, like there are some there are some people who have done that. Really? Yeah. We'll have to do that on an episode with somebody who talks more cosplay and knows more about cosplay than I do. I wonder what the hood of this jacket looks like. It's true. It could go back into a hoodie. Oh, you know what? It could go I back think into it a does. Hoodie. You know, it could be the same hoodie as in the as in that first thing that we see mm, i don't. wonder if it's just dark on the inside and light on the outside or if there is a rainbow accent on it as well the whole thing mm. is a solid color and it changes every scene <laughs> no explanation it's, it's just... like psychic paper but cloth <gasps> she has a psychic outfit <laughs> she can just be like oh you don't like this boop, boop, boop. and now didn't they, do, didn't they already do that wasn't that a when uh, uh kind when Matt smith showed up naked Kinda. That he was, was a perception filter. Yeah. The be- he the, put a perception filter. The deal on with himself. that was, is he was in front of all her family and they were acting funny, and he said, "Oh, do you want me to project my clothes so they can see them too?" Yes, yes. 
Oh, that's too. Yeah, that was that was fun. That was dude. Fun. I'm excited for Jody. It's just sad that we have to wait so long. Christmas, it's Christmas. Well, we'll see up. her for a moment. You know, it's only going to be like a two minute cameo, and then we're just going to be freaking out. It's going to be if that. <sighs> I know. Yeah, yeah. If we got a month and a month and two weeks until we until we actually see her on, uh, on the screen see her on television. So not that you're counting or anything. No, no, it's simple math. If if you learned anything from listening to our giant robot battles, it's that we know how to do math. Mostly <laughs> because I cut most of the math out so that it, it sounded like we knew what we were doing. But you know. Hey, actually, <laughs> listen to that one. Because Nick was p- applauding your awesome editing skills, and I was... Impressed. Well, that's because I'm an awesome editor. It was it was well done, <laughs> and I applaud you, sir. That You know what? I tell you, that's one of the benefits of having this split uh, episode style is it gives me a little bit more time to think about how I want to do things on the discussion ep- episode portion of it. And so it we can make it sound a little bit better. Uh, add, adding some background music and some sound effects and and having some fun like that. Now that I said that, this next one will may not have that much because of the, the way that we're doing it. Well, the topic doesn't but, require a lot of post-production. Exactly. Okay, so our first news was Doctor Who's... Doctor Who has posted a new look for the Doctor and for the TARDIS. And, you know, I'm really tempted just to say, Doctor Who has a new look and see how many nerds get mad at me. Um, <laughs> but our, our next but story But when you post is, it, make sure it's uh, abbreviated DR, who has oh, a yeah, new yeah. look. DR, period. And then do who. question marks and an upside down one, too. You got to make it. You got to cover your bases. Uh, okay, so first story was the new Doctor Who. Second story is we have some news of a new Star Wars trilogy in the works being directed by and like fully helmed by Ryan Johnson. Uh, Who's Ryan, Ryan Johnson, Johnson, Brandon? Ryan Johnson, he is the director of The Last Jedi. And so what a lot <gasps> you mean of people Star Wars are saying, Episode Eight, The Last Jedi? Is that you think that's yeah, why he turned yeah. down nine? It's like I'll be I a little honestly, busy. Honestly, I do. I think he was probably like, yeah, it's a little, we, we've been talking about this other thing, and I don't know that I'll be able to do this and Maybe that. he was we never technically probably... offered nine, because they gave him this other trilogy. And yeah. when did they offer it to him? Post-production? Like, they're like, this is a great movie. You can do three more. Or did he get it in advance? I don't know. Well, you know, like, if, he got it, if he got it now, like, if they were like, yeah, we want you to do three more, then that makes me real excited. So this can either like mean that uh, that Ryan Johnson is getting the Star Wars trilogy because The Last Jedi is amazing, or he's just mm-hmm. getting it because he is really nice to work with, and that he too. will listen to Kathleen Kennedy on what she wants done. So I like to hope that it means that The Last Jedi is going to be amazing. It could be both. Be- Not everyone and, and in Hollywood is a jerk. Well, <laughs> but we'll get to that later. We'll get to that a little later. All right. So, um, but yeah, so, I mean, Star Wars, they've been pretty, Star Wars has been a show that has been pretty hard on directors. They are more of a writer's show than a director's show. And so the fact that they have this director who did this, did episode eight, and then they are bringing back to do this brand new trilogy is telling me that he has, he's a good director. Regardless of what happens in in episode eight, he's just a good director. I'm excited about that. So, so this is not going to be tied into the original trilogy or the prequel trilogy. It's going to be its own thing. If it could, if you guys could have any Star Wars out there that you wanted, which Star Wars would you go for? 
Jeff, how about you? Oh, fine. No, you go ahead, Nick. I know know Nick has an answer. My answer is lame. So, Nick, you go ahead. The Adventures of Max Rebo. (laughs) Who is Max Rebo? Why don't you you share that with us? Well, actually, he dies now that I think about it. Well, so so this is going to be a really boring adventure. Max Rebo. Oh, oh, wait. Slice Noodles in the Max Rebo band. So, Slice Noodles has a big epic solo in Return of the Jedi, and she is the big, long. She's got the long mouth. She's the, the dancer the that got the replaced dancer. by CGI dancer. And yes, exactly. No, I'm I'm just kidding. That's not what I would want. But that was just my first thought. Um, Salacious Crumb, uh, the origin of his. Um, you just want to be, have an family. excuse to do his voice more often. <laughs> I don't, I don't know that one very well. Um, no, in all seriousness, I would say I'd like a Mandalorian story. That could be cool. So that that Boba Fett can actually, like, prove his worth. I mean, they kind of have already done that to death with, like, Django and then, I don't know, maybe maybe that. Um, Not necessarily Boba Fett, but just, like, a history or some sort of story that explains the Mandalorian culture more. That'd be cool. Well, you know, you do have you do have Sabine in Rebels, who was a Mandalorian. And yeah, I know, and that's part that. of the reason is I'm just like, this is freaking sweet. So we need more of this in real life. Well, here's here's my problem with this or choosing a story I'd want because I am not familiar with Star Wars canon. You know, I I I don't know any legends stories that could be cool. I I, I don't I don't know anything outside the main Skywalker story. But however, the fact that they've said new characters and all this makes me excited because you know, I I've, I've said a couple times I want more Rogue Ones, less Han, Han Solos. So you know, it's... I think it'd be really cool if they actually did do like Old Republic, something Old Republic. They don't necessarily have to do Revan or like Darth Bane or any of that because I know that there's so many people that are just like, yes, I want that so much. But if they did a story that was you know, 200 years before anything we've even seen. And like the Jedi are just chilling and like, there's tons of stuff like that would be cool. I think because then you could just kind of get more of a history. Like, I think that'd be cool. And that'd be really Depending easy on what to we do. see in episode eight. I think it'd be really cool to learn more about the wills. The, uh... <laughs> have you listened to or read, I guess from a certain point of view, I have not. Okay. So is there a story? Is there a story? Uh, the very last story involves um, a conversation with two of the Wills. And I'm not even really sure who they are, but it does say, like, they're arguing over where to start the star the story of Star Wars, which is, it's funny. It's fun. <laughs> but unfortunately, it's the um, last one. <clears throat> I think that uh, it would be really cool to see, I think it'd be really cool to see, like, the the Jedi and, and the, and the formation of the Jedi, like the Jedi weren't always the Jedi. They weren't always the known throughout the entire galaxy to be the, uh, not peacekeepers. They weren't necessarily peacekeepers, but the protectors and the, and the magical force users that you don't mess with. I would like to see kind of like a wild West Jedi version, like (laughs) serenity, like, like firefly meets star Wars. I mean, you already got Han Solo in there, so. No more Han Solo. (laughs) 
I don't know why I'm so against this movie that doesn't even have a trailer yet. It's just the idea that, oh, we had to fire our directors. Eh, well, oh, Han Solo is kind of hard to work with. Oh, okay, this is kind of turning out to be bad. But I should hold off judgment till I've seen it. It makes me wonder how many movies were exactly like that before social media and our movies that we love that like got 10 directors, but we just didn't know it because social media oh, yeah, because you thing. couldn't go on imdb and look up oh this ha- has 17 yeah. writers that's not a good sign yeah so you know, like, you know i yeah, I, I, know. I think it would be interesting so now that now that i'm thinking about it more with the with the firefly concept i think that could work because you have the outer rim of the of the galaxy which is and the unknown regions and uh i think that's kind of where the firefly was set and you know okay so we're gonna go back to coruscant for an episode that's kind of like them going back to the capital city to get the medical supplies and then we're gonna go back out and we're gonna be yeah I, a little you know lawless. you doing episode comparisons to firefly makes me not want your idea because i already saw it done really well in firefly <laughs> okay all right just all right. saying i'm just saying all right, so I'm, you know, I I'm excited. I'm I'm excited about new Star Wars. I'm a little nervous that Disney owns them, and at some point they might start milking them dry a little bit. Because <laughs> at some point, that's funny. Yeah. Well, you know the. I don't want Star Wars to be every twenty years or more like it had been. I don't want Star Wars to be. Uh, an exclusive club, but at the same time, Disney doesn't feel like they're experimenting too much. They feel, they feel like they're just telling safe stories. And, and that's, and when I say that I'm talking about from the perspective of Marvel studios. And so if they're going to do the same thing with Lucasfilm, I, I would rather them not do that to star Wars, but maybe I would because we're getting new characters that maybe I don't care about as much as Luke and Leia. Well, well, maybe this is their chance to do that with this new series. We can't you know, because I, I think if they go too, yeah, if they go too off the the radar with you know something so beloved like this, then you know that that's going to get a ton of backlash, right? And so, so I think that maybe them introducing new characters and stuff, then that's a chance for them to kind of go in a different direction if they want. Yay, more Star Wars, but I am cautiously optimistic. Do you, how, how soon do you think this is coming? Do you think this is going to be hitting the every other year mark? I think the, this might be... I predict this is going to be the first movie between episodes after Han Solo. Probably. Like, it's gonna, we're going to get Han Solo, and then episode nine. Wait, yes, yeah, so we're getting eight this year. Then next year is Han Solo. Then next year is nine, correct? Yeah, except they're changing yeah. it to a... Summer May release date. Summer and st- yeah, which well, is no cool because it just means another movie. I can tell people, hey, we're going for my birthday. Um, <laughs> hey, guess what? Guess what you're giving me for my birthday? You're taking me anyway. Um, but you've already seen it like twenty times. Uh, I we will talk about that in the discussion. This is the news. Still not happy about that. <laughs> uh, well, to be fair, I do already have my Star Wars tickets. Who doesn't? I don't. Oh, what are you doing why. the 22nd? We'll talk later. <laughs> I'm going that. Did you? Oh, did you figure it out that today? What? Oh, we at, Star Wars. We've known for a while. Uh, my friends and I may or may not have bought out an entire th- theater screen. Oh, okay. 
So, <laughs> like, do they have? Do, so, when you buy an entire theater screening, do you have to like run it through the management, or did you just go to the kiosk and be all like, "I want all of the tickets"? So, I think I, I wasn't actually involved. Okay, when I say me and my friends, I mean my friend and his wife went and did it, and we're all paying them back for tickets. From my understanding, is they just went and they said, "We want a whole theater. When's the earliest we can do that?" And they said the twenty second, which is a week after it came out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Yeah, that happened. Hmm. All right. Well, because I know that um, there was a possibility of me going the day before it comes out to a pre-screening Whoa. for what? for um, a society like a society or, or or like just a late showing on Thursday instead of Friday. You know, like oh, okay, something like that. Um, and then all the proceeds go towards like cancer research or is something. it the same situation how we saw seven yes okay and so i was trying to convince my wife that that was a good idea and she's still not buying it i'll go with you <laughs> that, that, that's and going with him is not the problem yeah it's the it's the cost because it's but like it's, double the price oh come on your wife of all people doesn't want to give money to cancer research yeah w- Funds are a little tight right now for Jeez. multiple it's reasons. Like you're acting you're as if you have two a kid. You're asking. You're talking as if you have a toddler and a child on the way, Nick. Yeah, and that's only like the tip of the iceberg of what's. And been also, going your on car in broke English down. home right now. Oh, wait, yeah, and and you can keep going. And There's the, still more. And the car that my parents lent you got a flat tire, and so did the donut. <laughs> and uh, you can keep going. I'm not sure what you want okay. me to say. No, there's more. There's also medical expenses. Yeah, I, that and was. There's I, also like, I didn't know. I mean, if you yeah, it's been it's that. been a pretty tight. Um, so what you're saying is, if, if the listeners head over to Patreon.com/slash/FandomPodcast, it would be appreciated. Hey, but maybe very much. So. Don't think about it as we're paying for you guys to go see movies. Don't think about like, it as like you're paying for a life saving surgery for Nick. I don't know this life saving, but see, I was trying medical, to avoid so. the whole we're using the money to make to indulge in personal stuff. But okay, you 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 do however you want, Brandon. Well, they 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 want to save Nick's life, don't they? Because here's the thing: if if Nick doesn't have this surgery and he dies, the show's just me and you, Jeff, and the listeners aren't going to like that. Nah, I no, know. I I keep this together, guys. I mean, let's just. <laughs> Just, so we're basically what we're saying I'm is the glue if you want to if this, you want audition for the yeah. third chair, uh, send in your resumes to feedback. <laughs> I'm only half kidding. Wait, wait. Wouldn't the third chair be yours? Because you were the, the if we can't is to win people. Well, when Nick in. leaves, I yeah, get promoted. He gets, he gets and then, promoted. Oh, you get promoted? Fiddle. Is that? I, I'm not sure that's how that works, Jeff. Considering it any day now, you could just be like, and no more Jeff. You know. <laughs> I, I, the way I look at it is you're – I've always looked at this as this is Brandon's podcast and Nick and I are there. Well, you guys See, you guys put in way much more than just being there. I'll tell you that. Okay. All right. So Star, Star Wars. War, so we've got, we got new Star Wars. We'll, we'll, we're excited. Uh, things should be good. Apparently, Ryan Johnson is really good to work with, like Jeff said. However uh, – Could be. I don't know. You know we'll, we'll, he could be a jerk, but just knows – He's going to make a lot of money. Who knows? So I'll tell you a couple people who are supposedly jerks is uh, Andrew Kreisberg and Brett Ratner. They Okay, so unless you've been under a rock, you have been hearing the 
the, just the flood of sexual harassment allegations that have been coming out of Hollywood lately. And you know what? For most of them, I, 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 th- I think it's, it's about dang time. I still believe that people should have the right or should have the ability to prove themselves innocent. However, I also feel that once there's a pattern established, it's pretty, it's pretty easy to see, see what's going on. So Andrew Kreisberg, who is the showrunner on The Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, uh, pretty much the whole DC universe of superheroes, he has been suspended because 17 women came forward to say, yeah, he's, he's kind of, uh, he's used his authority in the show and we're not comfortable with it. Like apparently he has asked for massages from people. He has randomly gone up and kissed people. He has talked about women and he, uh, yeah, just, just things that you, you shouldn't do. And it's not that it's not that he's just a jerk where, I mean, obviously he's a jerk, but the problem is he is also the showrunner on like all of these popular superhero shows. And so a lot of the people who have said things have been very nervous about retribution and retaliation. So, uh, they've a bunch of 17 people have decided to come up, come out and share things that have happened because when things like this are happening and there are 17 people who are willing to speak up, it's not a secret. And so they, they brought up their chart, they brought up their allegations and the CW has suspended, uh, Andrew Kreisberg. I'm not sure exactly what kind of discussion we could have about, about Andrew Kreisberg at this point. Um, kind of seems like to me that, and I know this sounds kind of odd, but as you were talking about this, it makes me believe or just the impression that Hollywood is like socially, as far as this goes, you know, as far as sexual harassment is like 20 years behind as, as far as the rest of the business world is on what, what could happen. Cause I mean, I've heard stories and I've talked to people who are older that talk about, Oh yeah, I was a secretary and I used to have to come sit on my boss's lap and take notes and like, just, I mean, ridiculous things, you know, like really that happened. You're that's ridiculous. And so it kind of seems like that Hollywood is catching up with the rest of the world as far as sexual harassment goes. And it's just a lot more out there. I mean, I mean, these are the people we watch and look at all day long. And I, I'm glad because these are serious issues and they need to be brought up. And, you know, if people are in power abusing it, then they should definitely not be in power. <laughs> President of the United... I mean, wait, and so... Um, <laughs> well, they're, you're, they're famous. You can do that if you're famous. Yeah. And, you know, it's, and, you know, you talking about the you know, prove innocent until proven guilty. If you have a, uh, you know, something recorded saying that you're going to grab a woman by the, and then maybe you shouldn't be in your position of power. Um, yeah. Sorry. That went a different way than I thought it was going to. You know what? I didn't stop <laughs> you though, because it's amazing. Like we can all, and we, we can all talk about Hollywood and say, Oh, this is terrible. But you know what? This happens in more than just Hollywood, and I think this is really important for us to for, sure. for us to talk about right now. We we try to stay a family friendly podcast. We try to stay lighthearted. Like we had some serious discussion. Like, are we going to talk about these allegations? Because we normally don't talk about the 
about the more social stuff. Every once in a while, I get on a soapbox, but um, no. I know, I know, it's shocking. It's shocking, right? So we we had a lot of a lot of discussion about this, but I think it's really important for all men everywhere to know that there are some jerks out there. And I'm not even going to say that most men are jerks. I like to think that I that I am a member of a of a gender that isn't mostly jerks, but is possible. But for those of us, I, I think if you have stuck around and listened to our podcast, you're probably not a jerk. You're right, because Jeff doesn't listen to the podcast. Oh, you're right. Oh, good job. Good night. Way to point, point that out, Nick. <laughs> but I'm not we have it. <laughs> <laughs> we have a responsibility as the guys that aren't just terrible people to stick up for for others who can't stick up for themselves. To stick up for people who, you know, when when that guy in your office makes a dirty joke, don't laugh. Just no, it's 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 not funny, it's not appropriate, it's not something that should be it's not something that should be encouraged. It should be actively discouraged. You know, I'm going to Kevin Spacey. When Kevin Spacey was accused by uh, Anthony Rapp of Star Trek Discovery, when, when Anthony Rapp said that, oh, he hit on me when I was 14 years old and tried to get me into into his bed. I was like, well, that's one guy. And that is a 14 year old who may or may not have understood the situation. And I'm going to give Kevin Spacey the benefit of the doubt. And and, and we'll see. And then all of a sudden other people came out. Oh, I was 14 and he we dated for a while. And oh, we did this. And and as soon as that pattern came out, I was like, well, nope, nope, can't do that. I mean, they he's even got that movie that they are reshooting every single one of his scenes with a different actor. And he wasn't a minor actor either. He was he was a <laughs> main character. A, there's currently a petition to replace Kevin Spacey with Kevin James on House of Cards. <laughs> well, and he got fired from House of Cards, oh, too. So, like, there's fired. no more. House yeah, he of just... Cards got canceled. Netflix just, is so, done. So House, so House of Cards is... Uh, their writers are working on another season without him. However, the ratings on that have dropped. Yeah, I don't. Like, I, I just don't think it's I the don't. whole point. Is Kevin Spacey is this dirty politician turned who became president, he, and he through, played it a little too well. I'm just saying. And he he did it very. He was very convincing as a manipulative jerk. And all of a sudden, you're realizing, hey, he was he uh, had a lot to pull from. Didn't he? Didn't he win an Oscar for American Beauty? Yes, and that was a and creepy. That's, that's a creepy movie about, about him, him a liking a younger girl. So, huh? Maybe maybe it was a little more true to life and less acting there too. Yeah. So the uh, the other uh, sexual harassment story that bleeds over into the fandomverse is that Gal Gadot. She has said that she will not sign on to do the Wonder Woman sequel if. Uh, Brett Ratner stays attached as a uh, producer for the film, which, okay. So this is, this is one that I've, I, I applaud Gal Gadot just like it, it takes a lot of guts to be like, okay, I'm this new actress who, yeah, I had uh, this big blockbuster, but that's pretty much all she has under her belt. She is refusing to join the sequel that's set for December 2019 if Brett Ratner stays connected to it. So Brett Ratner basically puts a lot of money into it, and that's what producer means is you get to give a lot of money and get your name on it, and you get money back when the film makes money. And so Warner Brothers likes that because, oh, look, then Warner Brothers doesn't have to front all of that money. 
but he's got a couple sexual harassment things that are like, why has, why is this the first time that anything has been done about these? I guess it's because he was the boss again when you're famous. Right. Uh, to, to quote the president of the United States when you're famous. Well, well I was looking at um, like I was reading an article about it and what they were saying is that, I mean, it they can like they can say Warner Brothers can say, I'm sorry, we want, you know, you not to be in it. But they will end up paying way more money to get rid of this guy because of all the contracts. Well, and that's what, and that's where if, I am. Uh, you know, that, that's where I'm. Where I felt like this was a little like I don't know if this helps or not, because he's going to make so much more money from pulling that contract, and he's going to make more money than he potentially would because all the contracts were negotiated on potential until, you know, until it actually happens. And so him backing out or getting fired will give him most likely more money than Wonder Woman 2 is going to make. Okay, so, so it's here, kind of a so, so rock and a hard here's place. My, here's right? my one thought, though. Brett Ratner doesn't get to say that he's the producer of Wonder Woman at that point. Because the whole thing that Wonder Woman stands for is is female, not just equality, but empowerment as well. And so you get Brett Ratner, who is an abuser. Maybe not, Maybe not like a... Okay, so harassment is a is a tricky thing because you're using your your influence and your power that you have over people to get you know sexual gratification one way or another. Has his his name attached to Wonder Woman? Can he use that name on Wonder Woman then to be attached to other films? And if are they paying him more now to prevent money down in the future? Are they blacklisting him essentially? Is what my thought is. I don't know. Like. Potentially, he could make more money, but also potentially, I think they might uh, be they might be cutting him off at the at the hamstring and preventing him from progressing any further in his business dealings. So this, yeah, yeah, that's true. So this this one's not as clear cut as the studio decided to drop him. It's the no, the studio has financial financial dealings with him that they have to they have to choose one way or another. So yeah, I it makes me really sad that this is something that has that is has to be a part of the fan diverse that there are terrible men out there that take advantage of their power and authority. But, you know, I don't know why I was hoping that we could keep it out of the fan diverse. If we can't keep it out of the whole regular universe, the real world is not terrible. It's just what you want to, you know, what you choose to focus on. I mean, there's terrible, there's terrible people in, in the world, but there's also a lot of really great people. And so we just ask that everyone in our fandom verse, Look at yourself and say, you know what? Be excellent to each other. Excellent! Okay, so not to end this on a downer, we're going to talk about our home convention. The convention that we go to, we get to meet a lot of celebrities and have a lot of fun. So Salt Lake Comic Con has announced that the next Comic Con is going to be uh, September 6th through 8th in 2018. So uh, they are beginning their loyalty launch sale on Friday, November 17th. And if you are planning on going, the loyalty launch sale is always the cheapest. As it gets closer and closer to the convention, it becomes more and more expensive. Yeah, come 1st of September. Don't think, oh, I should have bought my tickets. Yeah, you, you were warned. Like, you've yeah. been warned. So the, the only cheaper way to do it is to become a panelist. Or a volunteer. Or a volunteer. Yeah, but being a volunteer means you have to actually like work for them. 
Damn, no. that's I don't. I, I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, it, it depends. They they think I work for. Oh no, that's a lie. I work for them. Uh, you work hard. Yeah, you you work hard. <laughs> so um, and you play hard. What? I sure do, Dad. Why'd you take me to a gay steel mill? Okay. Uh, so does this mean no fanex? Macho, macho. Yeah. So what this means man. is there's going to be no fanex in the spring because the dates that they could get were not optimal dates. There is only it was only a two day convention again, and it butted up with some other things that were going on downtown, and so they decided not to. Hmm. Not to do a fanex. If some dates open up, they plan on doing it. That's what happened to the last time with the two day event was they couldn't do it, and they found those two dates, and we were given like six weeks' notice to scramble and get everything done for that. So oh, they threw it together. So it might happen again. Who knows? Yeah, you know, that two day one, it. I didn't feel like I needed a third day. Like there was something about it that was just like, yeah, two days was fine. Like it, it didn't feel like they needed a third one. Maybe it's because they weren't. They didn't plan enough. Who knows? They didn't uh, fill it up as much. Like they didn't yeah. have as many celebrities, which is fine. Yeah. I mean, that's we had less space, and that made photo ops, you know, not not as good. I've only gotten, I've only received a handful of photo ops, and this last year was probably the easiest. Yeah, we we we've, we've gotten that. Maybe because I, I mean, besides the fact that the person I was getting a photo op with missed their or had a flight delay, so they weren't even there the day of scheduling. But you know, Fanix was super, or Comic Con was super cool, saying, "Hey, you know." Go online and change your voucher. You'll be fine. And it was. It was no hassle, but it was that was the only annoyance of, oh, you know, our photo ops was supposed to start 15 minutes ago and the volunteers are wondering why we're lined up. Hmm, this is a bad sign. <laughs> Three or four volunteers were like, hey, what are you guys doing here? <sighs> Waiting for Jason Font. Oh, okay. Then a guy yeah. came up and said, hey, um, he can't. He didn't can't. He missed his flight or something. His flight was delayed. Or so. so, yeah, anyway, that was the only problem. And it wasn't uncomfortable. It was nice. It was, yeah. No, this nice this, this last event, the photo ops were were much more smooth, and I enjoyed Which them. Makes definitely. me worried that they're going to ruin it. <laughs> no, no, because they have basically been told this is what we have to do, and we are not changing this because it worked. So, uh, yeah, loyalty launch launch starts Friday, November seventeenth at noon. So if you are wanting to do that, the first thousand. Uh, VIP and first thousand gold are going to get an extra Thursday pass, Ooh. and uh, so and those are those are upgradable, and so if you are really wanting to to go, this is definitely the best time. You get free shirts uh, that are exclusive. So, uh, Salt Lake Comic Con passes are going to be ten dollars more at the door, but that's not ten dollars more than the loyalty launch. That's ten dollars more than online full price. price. Hmm. Like they'll the, tell you, you they'll tell you chance. that it's like forty percent or fifty percent off, and then you'll kind of know what the price is going to be. Oh, and then the cool thing: if you are a student yeah. or a teacher or a first responder, veteran. Um, or military. A veteran military, you get yep. an extra discount on top of the loyalty launch. So, and we found out if you're pregnant, you go through the ADA lines. Yes, and it has nothing yes. to do with getting your tickets. See, and that, so I want Fanex to happen. Just so you because can take advantage of that. <laughs> Little Fraggle is coming in March. And so if they have it in like January, February, Lena will be like okay. well pregnant and be able to go through ADA. But just, look look at the ADA. flip side of that. Look at the flip side of that. She'll be on the verge of birth. Like she will no, potentially be a few months away. If they do it in March, she probably won't go because that much that, walking yeah, will saying. put like, her into like 
labor. Like, like my understanding was her due date was March. March ish is usually when Fanex is. Lena doesn't like walking around Fanex or in Comic Con now. I mean, let alone she go to a lot of panels. Oh yeah, that that's the panel year. Like, what would you buy? <laughs> Nothing. I stayed in panels, and I found out I like these celebrities and don't like these celebrities. I would be willing to make her a wheelchair, and we could make her into something, or or like just get one, and then we'll be able to do a really cool cosplay with a wheelchair, so we can ride around a wheelchair. So until next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So if you enjoyed what you heard, head over to patreon.com slash fandom podcast and let's create a community of fans over there that we can talk about the cool fandom stuff. Uh, if you can't afford the dollar a month right now, we get it. We've been there. You can send feedback over to feedback at fandompodcast.com. You can like our face on Facebook, which is fb.com slash fandom podcast. <laughs> like our face. Like our face on Facebook. Like our face on Facebook. Dang it. Uh, yeah. Like, like our Facebook page on Facebook. Uh, facebook.com slash fandom podcast you can tweet on us at twitter because if you tweet at us anywhere else we're not going to get why you're doing that but our uh, our twitter name is at fandomcast. and if you want to support the show primary ways to do that are on patreon or to use our affiliate links we have the audible trial which gives you two free books which you can get to at fandompodcast.com slash audible we have seven days of free CBS all access by going to fandompodcast.com slash CBS. Or when you do your holiday shopping, if you start out by going to fandompodcast.com slash Amazon, it will send a commission our way. Oh, there's one more news thing that I heard about. That's real quick. Uh, <laughs> sorry. It wasn't until I was looking at the at outros, Patreon. Jeff. At the outros. It wasn't until I saw Patreon and I saw his name. Uh, they post protagonists posted on Facebook today that Joe Doraski is going to be friend of the show. Joe Doraski is going to be on Robert Kirksman's history of comic books on AMC on AMC about on Wonder the Woman. Wonder Woman episode. He gets to be I a talking head on television. Yeah. I have my DVR set and I plan on posting a picture of his face when I see it on TV. <laughs> so I don't know where you want to do. So you can like his face on Facebook. Yeah. Literally. Probably. I don't know. I'm sure a protagonist will beat me to it because I'm probably not going to be able to watch it live. All right. Well, then, until next time. May we someday get another season of Firefly. Be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. May the fandom be with you. Be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes! Please tell me you're still recording. Yes. <laughs> I just, it's always just safe to assume Brandon is always recording us. All right. All right. Well, that's all getting cut out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we found our bloopers. <laughs> Welcome to the Fandom Podcast, episode 100. And. Uh huh. Action.